Bianca Jams. Right. Welcome to the Too Much Dip Podcast. My name's Dave. It's Monday. We got a big one. Just a big, throbbing podcast in store for you. Joining me in studio, it's Dylan. Sorry, I'm sorry if you're catching a vibe. That hat looks cool on you. You look cool. You know I rep early, bird. Uh, why does it feel like football ends and we suddenly have more to talk about? I don't What's know, it's going crazy. on? There's so much stuff happening. National uh-huh. Margarita Day. Uncut John. Uncut John. Actually, I think that's tomorrow. National I've had Margarita way too. Day. I've had way too much booming loud on top of this Celsius. I'm gonna be really annoying today. I'm gonna just go ahead and get out in front of it. Today oh, will be so an all time low. You're gonna be normal. I <laughs> 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 hit the laugh track real quick. That's on the other thing. Okay. That that laugh that you heard. Via remote application, it's KJ. Yeah, by the power of the uh, vested in me and the internet, I'm just happy to be here with you, fellas. Looking good, KJ. I appreciate that. I appreciate Happy President's that. Day. Who's your favorite president? Uh, you know, it would have to be Michael McDonald and Barry Barack Obama. There you go. I think that's One a really good answer. Uh, you know what kind of what kind of tooly was used in the assassination of? Abraham Lincoln. Uh, do you think he really got shot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I'd like, I'd listen to this theory. Was it Smith and Wesson? That's a good guess. Ah, oh, no. No, it was a, uh, it was a Beringer, obviously. I thought you said Derringer. Derringer, obviously, with a D, Derringer. <laughs> 44 Cal. The big boy. Derringer sounds like a baseball bat. You didn't know this, but Dylan's a gun guy. Okay. Yeah. Only, but only vintage guns, like pre turn of the century, twentieth century guns. Yes, yeah, John Wilkes Booth. He he just crept up there and just pulled the Thule on him. It was really unfortunate series of events. He hit him with that heater. He like escaped and made it to like Kentucky or some shit. He sprayed. He sprayed the theater balcony section. <laughs> it was one shot. It was one shot. Point blank, really. And then it just left two like crudgy old white guys in the uh, in the balcony, and those are the guys you see in the Muppets every episode. It, I don't. Is that who the Muppets are based on? I don't think that's right. I feel like those are the two. Like I like to imagine it was Lincoln and those two guys hanging out watching the Muppets do their show, and Lincoln wasn't happy about it either. Actually, no, Lincoln was extra hype about the Muppets, and the other two didn't want to be there. Lincoln got off, and they're still there to this day. That's a guy right there. That's a guy right there who's raising a kid. This guy right here? (laughs) Yeah. Dad of the year. I've said this many times, but sometimes KJ starts referencing something that goes like 10 miles over my head, so I just keep my mouth shut. The Muppets went over your head? Uh, The reference, yeah. I I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. I'm familiar with the Muppets, though. That's okay. It happens, man. Yeah. Muppets, low-key, you know, go to television content for those with younger children at home. There's a free, uh, you know, free... What do you call it? Free pub. I think Jim Henson would appreciate it. What'd you do over the weekend, KJ? Let's check in with you. You know, fellas, I took quite a bit of time this weekend to uh, just have a little bit of Kai and dad time. Uh, as you know, Kai is expecting a younger sister here in about a month or two. How's he uh, handling that? You know, 
it's uh, questionable whether or not he's fully aware. You know, we try to reference baby and, you know, point at uh, his mom's stomach and, you know, try to make it a little more realistic to him. But, uh, you know, he's coming along quickly. But, uh, no, um, Nicole went and had a photo shoot over the weekend as well as um, what the heck else did she do? No, she was out of the house for a big portion of the day. Oh, she went to another person's baby shower. So uh, How'd you get out of that? (laughs) You know, I just had to play dad. Man, that that must have been tough. I know you really love baby showers. (laughs) My thing. I don't hate them as much as, like, the general concept. I think they're no worse than, like, going to some other person's, like, one-year-old birthday party if you don't truly get along with the parents or, like, know the parents well. Yeah. For me, I would rather just hang out in my man cave, (laughs) watch whatever games are on. You know what I mean? I'll save the creamer for all those other folks. But, yeah, hung out with the kid, did parks and stuff like that. Two of them, three of them, maybe. That sounds pretty lit, man. Have you purchased tickets for Jurassic World Part 7? Are they available yet? I don't know. I, um, I think the concept of pre-ordering movie tickets is silly. I, I, we, we will be going. That's facts. Yeah. Are you excited about the fact that they're wearing dusters in the preview? <laughs> like running through Wyoming? Yeah. Look, honestly, the trailer is pretty sick. I'm actually pretty excited about it. They need to have a scene where one of them is wearing um, like a fedora with safari flaps. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that. You mean a dinosaur, you mean? No. Oh, no. One, of the, one of the humans in the movie? Like Dr. Grant. Why is your tricep absolutely busting right now, dude? You hit tries this morning? No, I didn't work out yet. Oh, okay. No, it must be this cuts polo. Oh, yeah. It does accentuate. Not you. even spawn today. That's added value. But we were uh, a good 10 days, maybe four. No, I don't know. I can't do math. Yeah, yeah, 10 days away from boarding a plane and heading into the desert for a few nights. Um, are you guys willing to pull back the willing to pull back the curtain and uh, share with the people your proprietary approach to making sure uh, Drew's not just embarrassing everyone? Oh, KJ, part? I'm excited to see that you're uh, an early morning boy on uh, Thursday. You get there pretty early. Yeah. Without Good. a doubt. Good. I, I, live, I live by the concept on a bachelor party that, uh, you know, the groom calls the shots. You follow those calls, whether or not you agree. I've wow. always said that, KJ. I'm so glad that you're on that, you're on that plan, man. Love to hear that. Um, it's, not we, my, it's not my party. We don't yet have um, rules in place for the golf. However, Drew is only going to be there Thursday night. Which means I won't have to embarrass him or his golf game. Yes. So we have four that. now for golf? I'm in for golf. Drew's in, you're in, Brett's in. Is KJ in for Thursday golf? I don't know if that's even oh, been discussed. No, 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 no. I'm in Friday golf. My bad. Okay. He's Friday golf. You said Drew's coming in Thursday night. Drew's playing. No, no, no. Drew's there Thursday morning. He's leaving Friday morning. Okay. Cool. Noted. He's on our people. flight, actually, Thursday. That's very that's, cool. That's, that's going to be a lituation. All I want to know is are y'all cutting carbs until now, until next week? That's what I'm getting at here. Oh, no. I'm going in cold, man. So. I've kind of got this new initiative where not only am I getting to bed a little bit earlier than normal, but I'm actually drinking a little bit more water. It's part of my hydration initiative. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty groundbreaking trying to stay hydrated, maintaining that sure. I'm I'm counting carbs, but I'm not out on baked potatoes by any means. People are wondering if I'm still in, of course, baked potatoes, man, of course I am. 
And that's pretty much it, man. And you, as you can tell, wow. I've been working exclusive triceps. This guy's well for the last rested three weeks and hydrated. Uh, push-ups, overhead extensions, doing the diamond push-ups, throwing the diamond up one time, diamond cutting people. Are you going to put on a show poolside? Also. Right. Yeah. What do you mean? My white bathing suit? Yeah. Slick bag hair, white bathing suit. You know the drill. I learned jeans. yesterday there's a high possibility I'm going to have to purchase like an all new wardrobe for most of this trip. I, uh, I went to the storage unit because I didn't realize that I like did not bring any of my summer stuff uh, to the apartment and opened up the storage shed. Like I'm pretty sure it's like organized. I know where most of my stuff is. Nah, <laughs> absolutely not. That thing is packed to the hilt. So, uh, you're, you're, you might catch your boy, uh, I don't know, on 10,000.com, like trying to like rush order some shorts. Man, Ooh. I got this new blazer the other day. Oh, oh my God. Do I, tell. I might debut this thing in Vegas, but I, I've been itching <laughs> to put it on ever since I got it. It is absolute fire flames. I've always said that when I see a guy walking around Vegas in a blazer, like, you know, that dude's old money, I, like I generational wanna... wealth. I want to appear to have much more money than I actually have. That's that's the goal. All I'm telling KJ is that if you do get a new wardrobe, you need to make sure it's cool. Because okay. I, I do not want to be mobbing in Vegas with someone who's not co looking cool. What if I show up looking like Jared Allen? Is that the same? <laughs> Why Jared Allen? I'm getting you his name wrong. Yeah, Jared Allen. Yeah, you didn't see the player, not the not the football player. The the Twitter booty chatter about Jared Allen's uh, no. fit over the weekend. Oh, he dressed like yeah, like a lot of former Longhorn do. great. <laughs> yes, correct. And a guy who once helped Will in an apartment building. Apparently, Will loves him. Yeah, I like him too. I dude, I I thought his fit was fire, man. Just a hoodie, some uh, some CV shoes or something, and just what appear to be like Lee pipes. I don't know what those pants were. I don't know if they're elite pipes. <laughs> Putting off mega Coles cash vibes, which I like. It I think he looked great. I'm the Coles guy here. It definitely put off like, hey, these jeans were off the rack and they fit a seven footer. Like they weren't, hey, I went to somebody, they knew my measurements and made jeans for me. And I respect I it. Love a, I love I uh, love anytime there's an athlete that kind of goes a different direction. It's just like, eh, I'm a regular guy. <laughs> It definitely was the, uh, what's the uh, billionaire I'm thinking of here? Warren Buffett of homes of clothes. Like that's what route he went. Like, can you believe he just lives in a normal home? Like just a three, two hey, somewhere. You know, he gave away like literally all of his money to charity. Literally all of it, man. What a, what a cool billionaire. Yeah, hey, speaking a, of cool billionaires, <laughs> did you guys watch any all-star weekend from Cleveland? A little bit. Cut some highlights mostly. I saw Steph went off. Saw that the uh, dunk contest was garbage, as it's been declining over the years. But they've had some good ones in the last few, mm, have they? It's been a, it's been three or four years, but I, I don't know. Where do we want to start? What was uh, the what good were you and the bad to the weekend? I was really looking forward to DJ Khaled. <laughs> just just seeing what he was going to bring. Hey. Another one. <laughs> that's really that's what he says. That's he kind says of that during his signature thing. Yeah. Um, when they announced, because I didn't know what the lineup was ahead of time, so when they were like, "Hey, DJ Khaled's here," great, whatever. He usually puts on a good show. Nobody can really argue with that in terms of like overall production. Puts out a good product. 
I don't think anyone's like going to say that he's, I don't know, the nickelback of rap or anything like that. And if they are, they're wrong. But they said, and the all-star lineup. I did not expect it to be followed by like a legitimate seven or eight acts. All a varying degree of like popularity, but like included some absolute like all-time greats. Mary J. Blige was there and everyone just, you know, sucked off the Super Bowl performance. So, you know, that was an ad uh, or that was a good thing. You had Ludacris there. You also had Lil Wayne there. Like they've got skins on the wall. Yeah, you. Know, I mean, you knew when you saw him come out and he was performing that it was going to be a cast of characters. You know, he doesn't put out original stuff, right? He's not a artist, a per se, <laughs> if I might say. Um, so he rolls out. Little baby comes out first. Big yep. little baby guy. Um, I don't know if they did a dress rehearsal. Levels weren't great. Some people. Some people say our our levels on this podcast aren't great. The levels on that performance Saturday were terrible. Absolutely. Uh, DJ Khaled was yelling over little baby. He was kind of doing the hype man role, kind of yelling some of the words. And it 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 was just like, dude, you know, little baby's like top five right now. And uh, we don't we don't really need you yelling the lyrics. We we we've heard the song. We'd like to hear him do it personally. That might just be me. You did mention Luda came out. They closed it down with Luda. Huge for me. Didn't expect that. Uh, Ludacris, feel like somehow underrated in uh, the history of rap over the last 20 years. Um, I would say he was wise enough to kind of get out of the like responsible to make new records lane when he did. Fast and Furious like gave him an avenue to like make as much if not more money without having to like rap until you're memed into oblivion. I feel like from 01 to probably maybe 2010, he was in the conversation. Word of mouth, chicken and beer. Different area codes. Different area codes. Bangers. Bangers only. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if you saw my tweet at D Carter Ruff on Twitter, but it did numbers. It was just it was just kind of a throwaway, and people liked it. I think I missed it from uh, at D Shivery on Twitter. I didn't no see one's going to be able to spell yeah. that anyway. So okay, KJ, <laughs> did you see it from at you're at Ellis <laughs> with ones as the L's? Yeah, that's uh, the one. I, I did. I also saw Bradley James is uh, one of Internet Party Brad James. Uh, his tweet saying that DJ Khaled ruining a, a perfectly fine little baby performance, in which uh, the Shade Room on Instagram screenshotted his tweet and posted it to their Instagram. They've got a pretty hefty following on Instagram. Uh, so I don't know if he got any blowback from it, but you know, it's a pretty good tweet. So when I saw that, I went back and checked cause it, their, their caption was like a few people had some issues with this performance. <laughs> and I was thinking in my head, probably more than a few. So I just went in and typed in Khaled K H A L E D. And it wasn't just a few people. It was quite literally everyone watching it. And, um, <laughs> They all said the same thing. It was bizarre. It had nothing on the Super Bowl performance, the halftime show. I know if you wanted to maybe compare and contrast, but yeah, that went on, that was flawless execution. Mm -hmm. this I would was say just, that um, I went into, or not I went into, as they rolled out the lineup, I was like, you know what? There could be an argument that like, this is just as uh, successful possibly of a lineup as what the Super Bowl put out. And then, I recalled that 50 was there. Eminem was there. 
Like there was no comparison for those two. Cause you could probably say Lil Wayne, Snoop Dogg, equally successful careers, albeit, you know, different timelines. Lil Wayne's uh, in that tier. Yeah. I, I, I don't think anybody can argue that like longevity and whatnot. And then Migos have been fairly successful. Uh, you know, there were some thoughts. I was like, okay, this could be about even if I'm just talking number one hits, not impact. I would never, ever insult Dr. Dre by saying, DJ Khaled's impacts the same. I was like, uh, I began to fool myself. Then I got to the end, and just like you're saying, like the amount of effort or production quality or rehearsals taking place, like did not compare. It was all just thrown together. As for the product on Saturday, I did watch the three point contest. I did watch the dunk contest. Three point contest always delivers. That's always great content, and it's it's not only the actual contest it's the commentary you get some good insightful stuff from like kenny the jet smith they, they you know they'll go off on tangents love that um who won the three-point contest carl oh, anthony towns he's got a he's got a tray bomb uh he wants to be regarded as one of the best big men shooters of all time percentage wise he is a he is a good three-point shooter steph didn't didn't do it right steph did no. not do it but Trey Young did. Trey did it. Really? Yeah. Trey, Steph, uh, white dude from the Clippers. Don starts with a D, but I can't remember his name. Donard, Donald, Kennard, something like that. Leonard, no. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah, he didn't win. But yeah, Carl Anthony Towns won. That, that was impressive. I think the – I don't need the tricking up of the three-point contest. They now let you pick which rack is all two-point balls, and then they add in a four-point shot. In between, a love the four-point shot. I I don't mind it. I think my issue is the three-point contest wasn't like the dunk contest, where like they needed to find things to spice it up. Like you're saying, the three-point contest has built-in like drama. Sure, like, guys are gonna have hot nights. They're gonna have cold nights, or, or you're gonna get surprises. Like Brent Berry deciding to you know crip walk after his victory some years ago. Um they need to add all of these elements into the actual dunk contest and stop. Like for some reason, everybody with the dunk contest, like, Hey, we need to fix this. Let's change the format and all of the rules. Like nobody gives a shit about the rules. Like just add more bits to the dunks. <laughs> the dunk contest got off to a really bad start. I don't know if you saw it. Greg Anthony's son, uh, Cole Anthony. Mm -hmm. His first dunk was he was going to wear Tim's, Timberlands, mm -hmm. some boots and dunk, which is great. However, he had to put them on. And for about <laughs> 20 minutes, we watched as he, you know, unlaced them a little bit, loosened them up, took his shoes off and then put on the Tim's in the most just at a snail's pace. It was unbelievable. It was 20 minutes before he even attempted his first dunk. And he was okay, but it, it just – it didn't hit. So a while back, they changed the rule from you get one dunk, then that dunk you're going to get scored on it, to, okay, you have like 30 seconds or a minute, whatever it is now, to perform your dunk, which mm -hmm. just completely ruined the whole show. Because right, you're just watching the clock. <laughs> if you miss your first dunk, people don't care as much because they see what you're trying to do. It it's takes like, away okay. the element of surprise. He, yeah, yeah. It is deflates gonna, the room. Is he going to get it? And then finally, like four dunks later, he pulls it off. And it's like, uh, I'm not that impressed anymore. I just saw you fail four times. So it kind of sucked, mm -hmm. man. They need to go back to the other way. 
I think one and done is the way to go. Yeah. And give them credit for like the creativity and the attempt if they're close to like, you know, pulling it off. Yeah, I remember Nate Richardson. This was probably, I don't know, seven years ago. It's about the time they started doing this. That's his name, right? Little guy. Robinson. Robinson. Nate Robinson. Famous, famously knocked famously, unconscious by Jake Paul. Yes, that guy. <laughs> they switched to this and he was, you know, it's it's impressive to see a guy who's five nine do what he does. I get it. That's but what they say about me. He 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 made it on like his eleventh try. It was it was terrible. Yeah. yeah. There's been some bad ones. I think Chris Birdman Anderson, like a decade plus ago, had had like one that just went on forever and he couldn't, I think it was him. Maybe I'm thinking of another white guy, but. Uh, I think his was like, they went, once they actually opened up the hard drive on the computer, they found that he actually hadn't been sending the messages to the underage girls, even though the computers were seized and he was. He's talking uh, digital forensics. Oh, you're talking about the dunk. Talking about slam dunks, not yeah. uh, mm -hmm. potential. Yeah. Sad ending to the Birdman story. But anyways, um, I think one and done's the way to go. Uh, the Cole Anthony dunk, I was very ready to be impressed. And then when he sent the shoes back for a different size and tried on some more and then like <laughs> ran around in a circle and then was like, okay, I can do it with these. Like that, that killed it for me. Um, it's, yeah, the, the current format just eliminates the ability to do something really, 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 really awesome and not get any credit if you don't make it like, and then you get other opportunities. Like I think you've got to have these guys just go out and sell out, hopefully not get hurt, but like sell out. I'd rather them just completely brick an incredible dunk and everybody just talk about what could have been, Oh, he had the height. He could have done this. This would have been awesome and give them some points and move on. Maybe give them five dunks, but you only get one, one shot per round. Someone's probably thought of this, but I would be all for rolling out a mat from the free throw line under the goal or the hoop, if you will. And uh, putting in a mini tramp kind of like a mascot style. And let's get, let's get gymnast with it. Let's see some flips. Rather, That's how you really spice her up. I want to see how high these guys can get. I'm impressed with verticals. Like let's, let's get the rim up. Let's do a 12 foot dunk. Who can throw down on that? <laughs> who did the two, who had the, the second goal brought in the Somebody second hoop? Yeah, somebody tried to do a 12-foot dunk once. Um, you had the cupcake, birthday candle. Oh, no, oh, it's like, oh, man, we're oh, running, no. running out of things Superman. to do. It's the same old thing. Yeah. We got to mix it up. Give me a mini tramp. Maybe you have to do it in your team's mascot uniform. <laughs> okay. The last thing on that, on that contest is uh, I like the tributes. I like the... Uh, callbacks i like that like the attempts even though the one guy didn't land the uh vince carter dunk i think that made me realize just how much cooler the vince carter dunk was where he hung his elbow in the rim showed you just how hard that was to do i think that tnt doesn't help these guys by just continuously showing the waiting period like you should be showing in the highlight of the vince carter dunk that this guy's like once you realize oh this is what it is cue that up do a side by side uh cue up you know what the height was at the all-time greats like you know whenever you see um pitchers in baseball or you'll it's like you darvish they do this a lot they'll be like here's you darvish's 12 pitches and you see an overlay of you darvish and like the ball come out of like 10 different positions and curve all different directions like that's an awesome they do it with the 40-yard dash at the combine i want to see that like the production of the dunk contest 
is just as bad as the dunkers and their efforts. Like they're not helping them at all. Did you, anyone actually watch the game? Cause yeah. I did. I liked the game. I really enjoyed the game. Uh, I know it's an all-star game, but uh, watching Steph, what did he go? <laughs> 17 of 26. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Ooh, I something think, crazy. I think he had a higher percentage than even that. Either way, it was it was uh, really really fun. It was to the point of like I'm glad I'm sitting in front of a TV watching this live. Like again, it is an all star game, but like in even in a pickup game, seeing somebody from that distance be that accurate, and the it, it'll always get me when he turns around and runs the other way before the ball's even at its apex. That's always going to be a cool moment for me. I feel like compared to uh, other all-star games, I think baseball's kind of close as well. But, like, you still have to execute your craft in basketball. Like, in football, a lot of the skill is avoiding, you know, the contact and all of those things. And since you don't have it in the, in the uh, Pro Bowl, it, it doesn't impact – it impacts the product too much. But Steph still has to hit those shots, you know? it's still just as cool to see John ja Morant dunk on everybody's ass. Like those, those uh, highlight moments are still effective in basketball because you do get the breakaways. You do get those solo shots in the middle of the game. So I think it's just as cool to see in an all-star setting. Steph, your MVP, of course, 50 points, 17 of 30 oh. from the floor, 16 of 27 from three point land. There okay. it is. Dirty. And then LeBron had to, uh, of course, steal the show at the end. Cleveland, this is for you. That's a really good LeBron impression. That was in no way offensive and very, very accurate and tastefully done. Is that what he said? <laughs> That's what he said after he won the his first title in Cleveland. Oh, there's something we were missing, but yes, uh, I'll add it to uh, the sports party. Thanks what did we that miss? Um, uh, championship celebrations. Mm. Yeah, so... Yeah, LeBron hits the, I guess, the game winner. I'm still, I don't know what people know about less all star game, all star game scoring or like the FedEx Cup. Two very, very difficult things to understand, even for like the best fan. Um, but yeah, that was, that was cool to see. I thought LeBron had a good, he had a good all star weekend. Uh, you know, he threw it out there that, hey, whoever drafts Bronny, I'm going to play with him. So I will go to your team. Ronnie, of course, being his son. Um, okay, he's going to get drafted because of who he is and because it comes along with a LeBron package. Um, but a forty-year-old LeBron package, probably. But is he is he like actual NBA caliber as a basketball player? Ronnie. Ronnie. Um, he's a good high that, school. That's player. a legit question. I, I mean, I don't know. I think that he'll be rushed to that level. I don't think that – I think that people went into last year or the year before rating him like in the top five, and then it's like top ten, and now people are probably like, yeah, he might be a round two guy. I think it's very clear that college experience might benefit him to develop his game and or just size to fill out, but none of that's going to happen, even if it means you get one year with LeBron – and then until LeBron buys a team or whatever his outweighed influence after his career's over, like I don't know that Bronny will be around three years after LeBron's career in terms of like starting or whatever. 
It's kind of like when people pick up Giannis's brother. <laughs> I think the Mavs had Mavs picked him up at one point. Like, hey, maybe this will help help us sign uh, Giannis, and then just obviously did not happen. Dude, he's got two brothers in the league. Does they he? just bet yeah. the wrong brother. <laughs> there are three three guys with that long ass name on their jerseys, and then Ante Decumpo. Yeah, I crushed that. You yeah, this seems like a bit like a novelty that Mark Cuban will definitely fall for. Um, and Would I, you be upset about it? Yes. Okay. If it, well, okay. Forty-year-old LeBron. If if it's a second rounder, then sure. If you can get him in the second round, but if if they use like the fifteenth pick or something, why would you wait? Like I I don't. It's nobody's gonna wait to that point. You're gonna get to the like once you're past those like for sure lottery shot guys. Bronny's gonna go seven to twelve just because of this. This was this is something that if, it, if the sport was football, then Jerry Jones would absolutely burn a first round pick for this. One hundred percent, the most Jerry move of all time. He would be fist fighting his son, much much like he did over uh, Johnny Manziel back in the day. <laughs> Still a ridiculous story. Um, really, really I realize absurd. That story I added. We'll have a lot to talk about there. So let's let's uh, let's push through. Obi Toppin, of course, won the dunk contest. Guy Obi. who stole your nickname. Yeah, uh, no one's ever called me Obi Toppin, David. Oh, <laughs> Anything else on All Star Weekend? That's all I got. Okay. Oh, uh, the seventy NBA seventy five top seventy five players at halftime. Ah, yes. That was that was incredibly well done. I thought that was going to drag on and be a just a drain, but it was a lot of fun. They they didn't spend a ton of time. They just went player by player. They had the uh, the players who weren't there, including the mailman, Carl Malone. He always delivers. Um, yeah. They had them <laughs> remotely, giving the the waves to the fake crowd. That was kind of fun. Any any uh, tense moments between Pippen and uh, Jordan? Pippen was not there. I thought he was. He was there remotely. Oh, I see. MJ, I did not know this. I did not know he was going to be there. Uh, I knew he was in Daytona earlier in the day. Yes, and was. I remember. I remember thinking like, oh, this is something that MJ wouldn't go to because he's MJ. But of course he was there and I thought it was uh, pretty awesome. It was it was really cool to see. I was like, man, I, watching him interact with all these other players, I was like, I've never seen this before. And, and then, of course, he tracks down Luca during uh, after the at the end of halftime and, and gives him a bear hug and everybody's, you know, all these basketball losers are screenshotting it and tweeting it with no caption or anything at D Carter Ruff for more of that action. It was a lot of fun. It was cool to see if Luca's of course a team Jordan guy. Exactly. I'm like, there's, there's money in play there for sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. As a person who's, you know, grown up in the era of Michael Jordan, never being available on a video game. I had no expectations of him being present for this sort of thing either. So <laughs> Him, them rolling him out as the 75th. I was like, there better not be anybody to come out after Jordan. Like, I don't care how you're organizing this. He needs to be the last one. Uh, so that, that was cool. And him going and taking center stage because uh, they were all supposed to stand around the ring. And Jordan's like, fuck this. And he stood in the middle. <laughs> and you could see all the guys <laughs> kind of reacting to it like, hey, you're supposed to stand out here. And he's just like fucking with them. I, that was cool to see. Uh, you know, man, maybe, uh, maybe they could have done Kobe last. KJ? I'm just going to not answer that. Why? You don't want to honor Kobe by having him last? 
Who's your goat? Who's your goat? MJ or LeBron? Let's do a ten thousand read. How about that? Let's just start with percentage. Stand up. Uh, Want me to stand up, Dave? I want him to stand up. Ten thousand shorts, man. Dylan's wearing them right now. He's got the seven inch interval Interval, short. Yes, linerless. No liner on these bad boys, Dave. The interval short, it's their most popular, most versatile style, perfect for gymnasts, spinning, short runs, hit classes, backyard workouts, everything. 10,000 makes the highest quality, best fitting, and most comfortable training shorts we have ever worn. Tons of features like silver ion for odor protection, no bounce pockets, breathable and lightweight shell fabric, no bounce phone pocket, Dylan. You a phone in the pocket guy? I am. I hate when it bounces. I'm not actually. I got this Apple Watch. It's really convenient. But okay. if you are a watch guy, it does work really well. Cool. Yeah. I'll continue on with the read. Yeah, then. That'd be great. In addition to the interval short, they make gear specific to other types of training from running to Olympic lifting to boxing. You could find a short for all the ways you train. The brand believes in being better than yesterday, a stoic dedication to continuous improvement, not overnight success. I like their shirts as much as I like their shorts. For I the do record. too. I often double up at the gym. They're so comfortable. Their long sleeves in particular are my fave. They have a team of over 200 athletes test their gear to ensure the perfect design, fabric, trims, and fit. Are you one me. of those athletes? They be didn't honest. ask me, man. Because I am. And I wondered where you were when I went to that athlete training program. Where was it? Uh, Big Bear. <laughs> we were training at altitude trying on their stuff that's sick man it was pretty sick man don't wow. you remember oh do you remember when i said i was on my honeymoon i was actually there with ten thousand. really yeah i was lying free shipping and free returns plus a lifetime guarantee Ten thousand is offering our listeners 15 percent off your purchase go to ten thousand dot dot cc excuse me ten thousand dot cc slash bang to receive 15 percent off your purchase that's ten thousand dot cc slash bang Check it out. College basketball is at it again. I've about had it up to here. First, we have these mean, these mean kids from Tech being all mean to the big bad coach man, Chris Beard, yelling at them, got the OU fans getting into it with them, things like that. And now we've got coaches out there just throwing, th- throwing hands kind of. A lot of people aren't really sure what a punch is and what a face mush is. More of a mush, but still, doesn't really matter. Yeah, it, it's, it seemed to me like, of course, we're talking about Juwan Howard, head coach of the Michigan Wolverines, part of the member of the Fab Five. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, it looked like he was about to throw a punch, and he was like, maybe I shouldn't do this. And so he just kind of he just kind of pawed at him. He got a big old bear paw. Rawr. Yeah. That's the, do the, do a, an animal noise. Oh, uh, rawr. That was fucking good. That was like a bobcat. That's like a, a, a bobcat with gangrene. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Not or gangrene. Rabies. rabies, probably. Yeah, probably not gangrene. A rabid bobcat. Anyway, you got his big old paw on him. And, uh, I knew a few rabid bobcats in college, if you know what I mean. Yes, Stay away from them. As, as the mascot of Texas State is the bobcat. That's what he's referring to. STDs. Okay, okay, okay. No, seriously. Um, the real important question, KJ, start us off. More disrespectful, just straight up, over a crowd punching somebody, or over crowd, over a crowd face mushing somebody. Uh, I think the punch still, because it comes with the level of confidence of like, regardless of what happens in between you and I, like I'm bringing some force behind it. Um. 
there's no defending Juwan Howard here. Having gone back and watched the tape and a closer video of what happened, um, this was all predicated by Wisconsin calling a timeout. Uh, they were up, I want to say, like 12 They're points. They were up they like 15 when I tuned in for the golf. Yeah, and they called a timeout completely unnecessarily. And you could tell that the Michigan bench was pissed. Juwan Howard's, you know, chirping from the sideline. Uh, timeout ends. They come back. They run out the clock. Uh, game over. And then you get the handshake line. And initially, Juwan Howard doesn't join the handshake line. And the announcers notice it. Like, he's refusing to join the handshake line. Like, probably better that he had. You know, like, what's he going to be fined by the Big Ten for not shaking hands? Like, that's dumb. Um, because what ensued was probably something that's going to, like, you know, cost him the rest of his coaching career. Uh, I also think I have a little bit of a problem with the other coach, like being like, you better shake my hand or, or that's, you know, ridiculous of you not to acknowledge me in a professional manner and like to get in his face as well. But you know, you, the, the reaction's worse than what started it. Uh, I'm going to argue that the most disrespectful thing a grown man can do to you is just to open hand slap. you. <laughs> If someone slaps you in the face, yeah, you have to respond, or else you're like, your your man card is is pulled for in like in perpetuity. Think about that. Here's the yeah, that's a great. Someone point. slaps the shit out of you. It's like, oh my god, that if dude I, just slap me. If I if I throw a punch and land it, and you're unaffected by it, and you just take it, you eat it, you look like a badass. Yeah, but if you eat. A f- an open hand slap or whatever that was. That's you, if you slap somebody, you're saying to them like, "I'm not trying to not." Even though you can, you're knock just disrespecting. You can't knock someone out doing that. I've seen it. But <laughs> yeah, that's like Russia in Russia. Yeah. Those uh, slap. What is it? What are those? Sl- what's that slap fight thing they do? Um. Anyway, but if you slap someone in the face, but you're basically saying like, "I'm not trying to like hurt you really bad, but I'm trying to embarrass you and disrespect you." respect for you that says you don't think you think less of them like you are like dude you're a bitch you have to do something yeah it's like oh my god i agree this motherfucker just slapped me um (laughs) that's what i would say i think he gets suspended for numerous games maybe the rest of the season but i don't think he's done done unless he's just like a shit coach which i don't think he is uh but something has to happen here i mean i'm trying to think like the precedent to this i know woody hayes like punched that dude in the neck Right, <laughs> head coach of Ohio State, and he was done after that. Right. What about Jim Beheim? What would he do? Of course, it was off the court, didn't he? Okay, uh, he might have run over somebody and killed them. Tragic. That's a little. That's a little different, but not intentional. We're just talking about coaches' behavior. <laughs> yeah, remember what the Woody Hayes punch? Yes, uh, Bo Schimbleckler, but I don't know. It was that the end of his career? I can't recall. I think so. I, it might have been, but he punched uh, a player from the I, opposing team. I didn't follow much of his stuff after Cheers, honestly. I mean, like obviously, True De- True Detective was good. Season one was good, but um, and like honestly, on around the horn, horn, he's not that funny. Like the shtick of having the whiteboard over his shoulder gets a little. Old. I told you I was gonna be on Woody Hayes time. punch slash Harrelson. <laughs> Um, people, I, I think there's been some the football precedents for this. Like you get the, the gun shy handshake. I've been on Twitter, you know, standing for fewer cops in post game handshake scenarios. Um, I'd like to defund, uh, the mechanisms that bring 
our police officers off of the streets and into the sports arena. <laughs> Hold on. I'm I just trying to think. Very, listen, very unnecessary. And even in this situation, like you didn't need to have cops there to disperse it. Like people will get a, a control of themselves, you know, security detail, monitoring people running on the field. I'm all there for it. I don't need every single sec coach to have like Sergeant slaughter off their left flank at all times. Again, Sergeant and slaughter, do, of course, a fictional character <laughs> for the record. Woody Hayes never coached again after that, after that punch, which was in 1978. It was a different so, time. I don't think so. He he never coached again. Exactly. <laughs> Juwan's out. I he'll be back. He'll be back for the Big Ten tournament. Nah, I think he's done for the season. Damn. I think he asked me. You think he's, I, you I, think I he's toast? Think doing enough to justify it. He'll be back for the NIT. If it was an opposing player, absolutely. There's no chance he comes back. But since it was a coach, I think there's a a chance. He uh, is able to uh, service service time, suspension wise. That is, and and uh, coach again. This is just this just makes me that much more impressed by Chris Beard and what he's been able to do with uh, a rather average Texas team and uh, a ton of targeted harassment toward him, and for him to just you know keep his hands to himself. He's got beef with the tech coach. We know that, and for him to keep his cool, man. Props to Chris Beard. What do you think about that? Uh, Texas, of course, um, lost to Texas Tech over the weekend. They played. They had a better game, but yes, Tech is just a better team. I, I'm legit. I legit feel bad for Chris Beard at this point. I I think this is pretty undeserved. All this harassment. I, I know there's going to be some of it, but he's he looks miserable. Like he looks like he's just he goes home and cries himself to sleep every night. Wow. Just from a demeanor standpoint. Yeah. I feel bad for Andrew Jones. That's the forward's name, right? Guy who beat cancer, worked his Is way back Andrew? onto the court. Andrew, I think it's Andrew something like I that. I don't remember. Either way, he hit a shot that gave them a chance to be back in the game. Texas Tech had a couple bad screw-ups late in the game. It is Andrew Jones. This game yeah, was during Parks' is. birthday party, by the way. Yeah, I was they, watching on my phone. <laughs> I wasn't. I, I Not to turn this whole full tech-like breakdown, like, Tech has a few guys I could do with less of. Um, they had a little bit of infighting and guys yapping at each other in a huddle uh, towards the end of the game after a couple screw-ups. But I'm, I, I don't know why, but I'm, I'm so over, you know, turned off by I, this whole Texas Tech making this like the entire basis of their identity is a little, you know, it's, it's a little weird. Like, get over it. <laughs> um. They're playing well outside of that. Why do they care so much about Chris Beard? Like you're continuing to do well. Get over it. Like this, they didn't need to take this to Austin. Like 50 year old men in the crowd throwing up middle fingers with the guns up, like on national television. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I do look, here's the deal. I can I I kind of share the same opinion, but then I'd put myself in the shoes, like had I gone to tech, and I would have definitely been one of these people who would have been all all in on it. Now I don't know if I'm like taking it to Austin and I don't know, you know, but like the, the, the first tech home game was a 100%. badass scene, but for sure. I'm, I'm curious, like how much I, I should know this, but how much of that team in Lubbock right now is Chris Beard's team? Like how many of those guys did he recruit um, compared to how many of those guys on the Texas team right now are his guys? 
Um, cause he clearly hasn't had the time to, to recruit and get his kind of players into Austin. So that's got to really suck with if, if in fact he's playing, you know, he's got this team and like, yeah, they're okay. There's some talented people, but he's playing this team in Lubbock that he pretty much put together and they're just as good as they were, you know, two seasons ago. Yeah. It's hard to say, uh, but tech seems to be really good. You know, else is really good. SMU who's 16 at O at home and Moody. Big win over Memphis. Yeah. Penny Big Hardaway win over U of H a couple weeks ago. Yep. Penny Hardaway probably on the way out of Memphis. Hate to see it. Uh, his son famously is a Duncanville Panther. Oh, currently, right? Little Penny? No. Well, I don't know if that's Lillis. what he goes by, but maybe. Liller Penny. Anything else on college basketball? No, it's just talking so much college basketball. Hoops, if you will. Shout out to Coach K for, uh, never mind. His succession planning. What did he do? There was just a report out that he chased off uh, one of his assistants who's now at Maine, I want to say, who a lot of the administrators and there was a lot of internal support for being the successor to uh, Coach K at Duke uh, to tap the current guy. I don't recall either of their names, so whatever. Sounds like a Mac Brown situation. Rahu clickbait situations because one coach was black and the coach they chose is a white guy. Whatever. Oh. I'm sure it'll work out fine for Duke. I, I, I could tell you it will still be good. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about our friends at Manscaped? Ooh. Stand up, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Support for this podcast, the Too Much Dead podcast, is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming. Their fourth generation performance package absolutely changed the grooming game along with a refined body wash to round out your hygiene routine. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for their shower time routine by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code DIPPY20. That's code DIPPING20. Have you smelled Manscaped's refined body wash? Have you smelled it? I think you have. I have not yet, but I'm finishing. I'm finishing my current body wash, and this one is on is on the on deck circle. Are you Just champing at the bit? Listening up, he's got the got the bat over the shoulder, ready to get in there and start ripping. It's a sports analogy. Yeah, we're doing sports here. Can't I'll wait. Tell you that take that body wash and use it as a bat. Yeah, in college, maybe because uh, that body wash container is a thick boy. It is not only quite voluminous, but it's also aluminum. I want to say. You and your boys will be oh so fresh and so clean when you start off your self care routine with the ultimate body wash. I love. I've got. A, I've got a little bit of it. In my backpack. I bring it to the gym. It's my uh, post sauna, post shower, or I guess during the shower body wash. It'd be weird to use it after the shower, wouldn't it? Keep the grooming game going with Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer. Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. This is going to be a big player in Vegas. I'm just saying. I'm going to be using all kinds of ball deodorant on the golf course, off the golf course, just in general. The nose hair trimmer, um, first of all, is fantastic. It works really well. But it's also rechargeable, which is the first of its kind that I've ever owned. They're always like the disposable battery ones, and those are just kind of trashed. This one's not. There. That fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. 
Lawnmower 4.0 has 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on and off switch that can engage a travel lock and give you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Oh, and did I mention the trimmer is waterproof too? This trimmer is a shower essential. That's huge. Kind of a game changer in my eyes. They even threw in, Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to the Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Remember, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DIPPY20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code DIPPY20 at manscaped.com. It says here, uh, it asks if Phil Mickelson killed Khashoggi, KJ? Yeah, you know, I was just kind of skimming through the headlines over the weekend, just trying to think, like, what are we going to talk about? There's no football. Like, what's going on with the sports? And then I see uh, something cross my uh, my timeline, and maybe it was Friday, where uh, I don't have the full Phil Mickelson quote, so if you want to pull that up, that, that would help. But as I recall it, he was like, of course they're terrible people. He said we they're scary motherfuckers. There you go. Referring to the Saudi Arabia, Saudis, Saudis. Also said uh, they killed Khashoggi and have a horrible record on human rights. This is to Alan Shipnuck, who has written the unauthorized biography of Phil Mickelson. They execute people over there for being gay. Knowing all of this, why would I even consider it? Because this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA Tour operates. Um, of course, a reference to the Super Golf League, which is now uh, apparently no longer happening after Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, two people who were rumored to be involved, came out, said they backed the tour. They're not going anywhere. So Phil is basically saying he's, they can use the Saudi league as like leverage to reshape how the PGA tour operates. I think he legitimately, he just came out and said it. Yeah. Okay. He said the quiet part out loud, usually not a good negotiation tactic when you're <laughs> telling someone, Hey, this is all for leverage. And gives them a chance to call your bluff. His issues with the PGA tour are what I've seen him complain on social media a little bit, but it's, it's kind of unclear what exactly it is that he's, unhappy with or things sh should change according to him million dollars for his tweet he wants the uh he wants the media rights he wants the players to own their media rights so when there's a highlight of phil at uh at a tournament pga tour owns that and part of the reason i'm going to explain this poorly but part of the reason they own it or what they do with it they are able to sell that to tournament sponsors and ad partners and that money ends up eventually in the purses and goes back to the players. That's how it works. He wants to be able to, he even mentioned like wear a camera on his hat and post those videos like at tournaments. He wants to be able to do whatever he wants. A lot of people are speculating that he doesn't really care that much about that. He just wants the money and, or I should say needs the money. People pointing to the fact that he sold his Gulf stream uh, in the last few years, even though his net worth is somewhere, I think North of 400 million. Uh, it's like, dude, what? Because he's rumored to have money issues. We know he's a uh, he's not afraid to turn down some action or to take some action. Big gambler. So he's really slumming it now. Maybe. Would okay. he be on your top three most likely to fall victim to whatever twenty twenty five's Ponzi scheme equivalent is? A hundred percent. I mean, he's already had. He's been. He's not been investigated. I don't. He's been questioned. Uh, somewhere in the atmosphere of insider trading. So he's, he's got white collar written all over him. I mean, I think. I Ironic. Know. Cause he typically wears a black polo. That's true. The duality of man. 
the yin and the yang. No, I think this is, I think Phil, didn't Phil used to be a, uh, not Goldman, Lehman Brothers. Wasn't he a Lehman Brothers or one of the now defunct? Uh, the four levels. He was KPMG. Yes. But I think he had one of the big banks that. that failed. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Um, I just always equivalent or I don't know when I see their logo, I think of his hat, which like, that's, you know, saying a lot for you know a company I'm not like interfacing with at all. Um, yeah. Phil is primed to be the face of this whole discussion. It was a little bit weird to me. This isn't like, um, free agent signing period or something. I know the season, the tour season's just getting started, but was it not strange to y'all that so many players in short order, like within the course of a week, put out like very prepared statements, like immediately? Like, was that just because the questions heightened or because Greg Norman says he was going to go public during the, the PGA or during the players championship or like, what was it that forced Colin Morikawa's hand first and then DJ and then Bryson? Like, why, why did we get all these statements all at once? I think, I think much of it stemmed from that stuff from the ship interview when came out and it looks really bad. Cause it's like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. I mean, that, if you really, really just break it down, you're, you're just like, you're just saying that you're cool with all of these objectively bad things in this league that is sponsored by the Saudi government, uh, just, just to get some, some, uh, some things you don't like changed at the PGA tour. Um, there's, it just makes everybody involved look bad. Probably some, um, like behind the scenes, PGA tour lobbying, like this whole thing was like an orchestrated, um, you know, let's, let's all put the word out at the same time and, and kill the idea of this happening Mm -hmm. is what, is what I would imagine happened. It just felt a lot like a certain college football coach, like telling a lot of recruits, like decommit from one school uh, all at the same time within like 45 minutes. It just was a little too fresh, too raw for me. Um, Who are you speaking of? Hope you're doing well. Reggie Samples. Or Rashad, actually, not Reggie. <laughs> okay. I thought you Lincoln Riley. Yeah, Lincoln too. Um, let's sports party real quick because I, I really want to get to this other topic. Okay. I'm just trying to think if we cover that ad nauseum. Oh, 45 days out. Uh, I hope you guys have your second monitor at work ready. I know you've got to go back into the office here soon. Like, you don't know what your setup's like. Check your thumb zone because, boys, the masters are near. Dude, Dave, Dave, he's got his app ready. He didn't even delete it. Do you hear this? Okay, yeah. All right, man. I thought everybody knew, but, yeah, I, I'm the guy who loves the masters more than anybody. I just love it, man. I'm going to go do a Calcutta with me and some of my finance bros. We're going to bid on players. It's going to be sick. We're Dude, probably going to lose. You should totally take off work Thursday and Friday. Oh, I am. And hey, just watch golf all day. Hey, I uh, don't, don't be uh, shocked if I'm sick those two days. That's all I'm saying. The <laughs> time to party. I hope so. KJ's done. No, no, no. I'm realizing that, uh, First thing on the uh, sports party is that I can claim my discount. Choose your gift. Limited time only. Join the NRA now. Shouts to emails that I got while we were doing the show. Very sick. <laughs> Weren't the Olympics great? You're our Almost Olympic correspondent. Your favorite, your favorite uh, part of the Olympics. Were these the worst of all time since we've been alive? I mean, really? I watched the the ski half pipe, and I thought that was dope. I watched snowboard and ski and the downhill, the the. 
Every they go Olympics, fast. I don't know. Every Olympics, summer, monobob, summer and winter, there are always like a handful of Americans that become super famous because like we haven't heard about them until it's their time to shine, which is obviously the Olympics, like the biggest stage. So it's like household names happen. What happened this time? Who became like the, the person? Eileen Gu. Uh, and then a 15-year-old Russian girl invaded Ukraine. I don't know. Something like that happened. Oh, the one that, that juiced? <laughs> I, I feel like the, that that took up the headlines. The potential Ukraine invasion ma- matched with a 15-year-old juicing at the Olympics. Like, that's all you would hear about. So, it's, yeah. That was a cluster. You want my hot take on the Winter Olympics? They require too much on gravity. Without gravity, they'd be nothing. Okay. Uh, here's a name. Aaron Jackson. First black woman to win speed skating Olympic gold. Very and an American. Well. Very cool. There's your household There's name. There's your household name. I don't, I That's really, awesome. I feel like the other big stories were like, sadly, like Michaela Schiffer not performing. Yeah. Just stinking it up. Stinking okay. Up the joint. See, this guy's bullying and I don't support him. She stunk up the joint, man. But she's dealing with a lot. I think I don't, I don't really know. But that's what I imagine. Because she's really good, man. She should be more friends with gravity. You're that's my John Mayer over here. Gravity. What's this combine story? Yeah, so NFL is uh, <laughs> dealing with some bad policies, question mark. The NFL combine is slated to occur two weeks from now, basically. Players would start arriving in Indianapolis, as they typically do. What you usually see on the NFL Network for four straight days is the latter part of the week, but in the beginning of the week, they'll do a lot of their measurings, a lot of the interviews, uh, and then you'll get like DBs and you know forty-yard dashes, all of that. Well, this year, due to the uh, you know non-congruent, unparalleled, perpendicular times that we live in during a post-pandemic, pre-endemic time, question mark, uh, the NFL wanted. 300 plus players to come in from around the country into one place and to basically quarantine in a bubble type scenario, not like one main campus, but essentially be in their hotel, come onto campus or come to the stadium, do their events or their interviews and return to their hotel without any other additional contact. This would prevent players from, you know, interacting with their trainers or other agents or people outside of the, People showing up to run them through the drills. Uh, And 135 of like the 360 or so invited participants have basically signed a potential boycott saying under the current status, current status quo, whatever. Under these terms, they're planning to boycott the NFL combine, which over the years has suffered some hits. Just like when you'd see a number one quarterback, like say, I'm not throwing, I'll show up, do interviews, but I'm not going to throw. This would be, a huge, huge hit to what has otherwise been like a TV, you know, staple for a lot of people like signaling, Hey, season's only five and a half months out. Like it used to be something you'd watch, but if this happens, ESPN's going to love it because they get to run pro days. Some show up on the NFL network, but you're just going to have to deal with no real pre NFL draft hype. Does this mean Klein could maybe go to your bachelor party? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I that would be lit. Something to think about. I'm all for it. Good. 
I, I do enjoy the combine, though. So part of me hopes that uh, we get to watch it. I enjoy the combine highlights. Like, I, me, I like to see an O lineman run like a 4 7. Yep. Give me one D line dinghy hanging out, uh, mid 40 yard dash. Give me a receiver <laughs> screwing up in the drill where, you know, you're looking left, you're looking right, and you can't take a football straight to the mouth, <laughs> inevitably. Uh, and then, you know, give me one reported story of a team that asked a player about whether or not his girlfriend wears his boxers or something too perverse and invasive. Who was the offensive lineman for Alabama who decided to run his 40 shirtless several years ago? Andre Smith, I want to say. And he was just like, just titties bouncing everywhere. And he got, he got memed to death. I felt bad for the, the big fella. But then he made a lot of money, so he was okay. I'm pretty sure. But I thought you were gonna say then his penis came out like that one guy. I think his penis stayed in, but his his titties did not. <laughs> he, had, he had some bomb ass titties that day. Anyway, yeah, we'll we'll find out. We'll talk about that next week, I guess. <laughs> hey, Dylan, you have a note here. Yes, uh, your number one Texas Longhorns baseball team beat the Rice Owls, traditionally a very respectable um, baseball program. 36 to 3 in the open the opening weekend series. 36 to 3. Not bad. This was over this is over a three game stretch. So everybody Adam's jaw just hit the floor. He didn't realize what had happened. Uh yeah, they look to be the real deal. They got they have pitching, they have hitting, they have a young fella by the name of Ivan Melendez, aka the Hispanic Titanic, aka okay. the Latino Bambino. Who hit a pair of home runs that totaled 900 feet the other day? Dude just okay. absolutely mashes. Dave's not impressed by that. I'm not sure why. He yeah, aluminum bat. It's fine. Dave, they deadened them years ago. Yeah. Re -re like Still aluminum. Book. Still aluminum. Yeah, you don't get it. Um, you don't get it. I'm surprised you didn't have the note down here about what happened in the Texas Tech. Texas State softball team uh, when they went up against Oklahoma. That, Jocelyn Alamo. That, that didn't land her, on my radar somehow. Do we beat Could that ass? Uh, she's tied for the NCAA all-time record of home runs with 95 home runs. Oh, uh, Texas State? Uh, no. Oh. Oklahoma. Jocelyn to Alo. Alo, Alo, I don't know. Anyhow. Dylan, are you going to – She just hits piss missiles or what? Uh, she hits, you know, many dingers. How about that? They just put out one of those, like, mesh nets that you just see in, like, the low-rent little league fields where it's, like, the construction yeah. walls that you can fall over. like. That's what I imagine like preseason softball fields look like. Dylan, are you going to go up to Lubbock for when Texas is up there, Big Twelve play, and like heckle the uh, the dugout? I have much this better things to do. But I am y'all got y'all better get crazy when they come to Austin. Parks is in the other room; he doesn't know this yet. But I'm taking him to the game on Friday. Play Alabama. They play Alabama. Don't tell him yet. Ah. I'm telling him tonight. Next note here says spinal. I feel quite okay making light of this scenario. And I'm very, 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 very happy that we did a show before this took place. And uh, we got to do a show far enough away from the event that uh, the full social media circle has closed on it. And, I've, and I'm talking about last Monday or sometime, I don't know, uh, an NFL network or an NFL photographer fell off of the stage at the Rams Super Bowl party celebration. Right. Uh, and we got 
quite a bit of Twitter humor and memes because Nat, Matt Stafford, who was being made fun of for how drunk he was earlier that day, uh, very clearly sees her fall off the stage and immediately turns its back. And Kelly Stafford, Matt's wife, just kind of looks shocked. You know, I don't know what you're expecting them to do. Like the lady was seven feet down, but either way, Matt Stafford got drugged into oblivion uh, on Twitter for not reacting like uh, um, what's Dylan's favorite quarterback's name in Philly, Jalen, Jalen Hurts. Yep. Like he did when people fell out of the stands at uh, the Washington Commanders game. See what I did there. Uh, later, I guess two days later, Matt Stafford and his wife put out a statement saying that they promised to pay for this girl's woman's hospital bills because it's reported that she's broken her back, her spine, if you will. Spinal. Spinal. Uh, shouts to uh, both Mike Tyson and uh, what's his name? Why am I blanking on it? Not Dame Willard. CJ McCollum. I thought this story was going somewhere else because someone dug up some old tweets of hers. I think that's where he's getting. Okay. <laughs> and then that's where the story lands. Okay, okay. Because after Stafford had already agreed to paying her, her hospital bills and he looks like the bad guy, the internet went to work and they went to KenBoneZone.com and said, nothing can happen in public space without us searching your fucking tweets. And it turns out this NFL photographer had a lot going on. Um, I will pull them up while y'all give your thoughts. Sure. Um, yeah, these are tweets from 2013 ish. I can bring up the tweets. Yeah, they're bad. They're bad. And I, I don't know. I don't know what, if she's deleted her Twitter by now or whatever. Yes. Has she, she been, yeah. has she been fired? Do we know? Um, I don't know. Well, here are some of the tweets that's been deleted. A lot of this has been scrubbed. I'm sure there are screenshots out there. Um, I don't know if she was employed by the NFL or just kind of a uh, independent contractor. Yeah. 1099, if you will. But either way, some sordid history. Go look it up. Kelly Smiley is her name. Quite unfortunate. You know, really sucks that yeah, you broke your back. It sucks that I saw Smiley trending the other day and I thought Smiley Kaufman was, was mounting like a dope comeback. And it wasn't Smiley Kaufman. It was actually about this. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to see this. This is just bad. It's still comeback season for Smiley, though. Just wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, look. Hey, we're still pulling. We're still Team Smiley here. Smiley Kaufman, that is. Sure. It's taken me way too many clicks to find these. I really wish I could. They're uh, bad. Um, and, I mean, <sighs> what a what an unfortunate series of events for her. Just falling off. I mean, I, uh, fractured spine. Getting memed. Broke my back. Broke my back. Doctor said she uh, needed yeah. a bacchiotomy. I've, the website you have to go to get to this is ridiculous. Okay, here we go. Um, from 2000, it's not even going to be there. Okay, here we go. 2013, October 7th, 3.30 in the afternoon. LOL at these effing Asian people screaming their Chinese language in the library. One we're in American and it just says we're in American and two STFU. This is a library in all caps. It doesn't get much better than there. Um, you know, I'm not going to run through them. It goes on like uh, this. She does drop the N word two or three times. Oh, and one of my faves, you know, 
who amongst us uh, just replying, no, not even replying, at 10.59 p.m. in 2013, you are a British cigarette, but of course she didn't use British cigarette. We'd have presume- that. It wasn't a reply. It just says it in her Twitter. Do we know how old she she is or was during these tweets? I'm, I'm very curious because I've not seen her face. I don't know what she looks like outside of the back of her head falling uh, rather hilariously, might I add, um, off of a camera or out of camera frame. Um, nothing specific on the internet. Okay. That's, that's tough. That is a, that is a tough 48 hours. Speaking of tough 48 hours, one final note in the sports party, Chris Paul out six to eight weeks, very significant rest of the regular season had the bad bit of, uh, wanting to play last night to get an assist. So he came in for like two minutes into the game with a wrapped thumb. It was weird. It was like, dude, you, you've done this. How many, he's probably like a, a, a 15 time all-star or something stupid. We, we don't need to see you. He didn't do anything. Missed his only shot. I think anyway, that's big, big for the Western conference landscape. Yeah. They are six games up in the West 48 and 10 warriors in second place at 42 and 17. Uh, Lakers, since there's so much talk about LeBron, are I don't know, 21 games out out of first place. They so, stink. Yeah. No AD for the Get next few weeks. That's bad. They stink. They stink, baby. Keep an eye on uh, those Grizzlies. Grizzlies, low key, my pick to make it to the finals. Ooh. Oh damn! Son. Like the final finals. I might sprinkle something on that. Uh, that's logo, oh, you gonna you gonna dip your toe in? You gonna big, get your beak a little wet? Big jaw guy. I don't I don't know if you heard about me, but I'm pretty damn good at these sports. This dude, this dude gambles. His beak looks a little dry, but it won't be for long. He's gonna he's gonna get it wet. Dylan, <laughs> is it time? Run it back, yeah, please. All right, it's time to run it back. Of course, the segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. Wilkes Booth pulled the Thule and sprayed the theater balcony. You know, it's John Wilkes Booth, right? Uh, yeah, I know. I just, I was just going. Wilkes Booth sounds like a a singer songwriter out of like Lubbock. Old Johnny B. Johnny Wilkes Booth. Wilkes. I'm sorry. We shouldn't. Wilkes Booth opening for Tyler Childers. We shouldn't glorify him as a murderer. (laughs) Um, It's long enough ago. Dave's tries are busting today. Wow. Goodness gracious. Dave started drinking more water, which is very important. Hydration is key. Dylan got this new blazer in. Oh, man. (laughs) Where do you guys see it? Uh, Dave was invited to Big Bear to test out 10,000 performance wear at altitude, which no one knew until today. What did they say? Leave, leave Chris Beard alone. <laughs> I'm worried about the guy. And finally, Dave loves a master so much he didn't even delete his master's app. Dude, my man cave is going to be crazy. How many screens April, are you going to have up in your man cave that day? At least four. You can have like all cameras going at once. I'm going to have like hologram master stuff going. It's going to be have sick. Featured group, the A Man corner camera. Be following them all around. Yeah. Cannot wait. You guys are all invited over. I'm just waiting in Butler's cabin, just hanging out for poorly framed shots and awkward interviews. It always delivers. Always. As do we. We'll see you next week here on Too Much Dip. Goodbye. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips. Good job. Right.